0: And a very good Saturday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for whining with us. Steven Strom here. Well, if you didn't think this team was special, uh, I'm not sure what else they can do. They played four in the eighth inning, and they stunned the Pittsburgh Pirates. An unbelievable, gritty victory after getting into Pittsburgh uh, early Friday morning at 5 a.m. What a resilient team. Let's enjoy this podcast. Kyle Seedloff, take it away for the recap.
1: In dramatic edge-of-your-seat come-from-behind fashion for the 41st time this season, the Miami Marlins are back into the win column after a 4-3 come-from-behind victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates in game one of a three-game weekend series here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania tonight. This is the 10th inning show. Welcome on in with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. The Miami Marlins improving to 33-13 and in one-run games here this evening. They got four runs of support on five hits, all of it coming with one out in the top of the eighth inning here tonight. The offense could not get anything going for seven and a third innings of baseball, and they exploded. They got the arise pinch hit single in the eighth, first time we've seen him in a week since last Saturday, so six days Oh, my goodness. Josh Bell, the former Pirate, pulling the Marlins to within one. Jake Berger, a big single to left. A terrific professional at bat by Jazz Chisholm Jr. A sack fly that gave the Marlins the lead in the eighth inning. Some terrific work on the mound for the Marlins tonight. Their magic number is two. The Milwaukee Brewers currently have a 3 nothing lead over the Cubs. That game's going to the bottom of the sixth inning. The Miami Marlins' Kelly Sacco have an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot as early as tomorrow night.
2: How beautiful does that sound? Kyle, I don't even know where to start. But this type of win is exactly what the Marlins have been all season. It's not one guy who's coming up big time and time again. It's a total team effort. And you got that right from the get-go. You got to give a little credit to Edward Cabrera. What does Skip Schumacher say day in and day out? Give your team a chance to win for the struggles that he has had with his confidence and the struggles that he has had staying in the strike zone. His last three starts have been great. The Pirates, they found a way. They got the big hits when they needed, but they didn't hit him around. Skip, though, knowing every single game matters, they had a quick hook on him. And how about the bullpen? Five and a third innings of shutout baseball. They were fantastic. Okert, Shagwell, Brazabon for the first time in forever. He got the win. He got the win. He got the two strikeouts in a big inning, followed by Robertson, a shaky start to his Marlins career, and he has been phenomenal. Five outings, a of ball. shutout ball. He's been great. He has been great. Fired up. Can't wait to hear what that was about. And then Tanner Scott, fresh off of having his very first kid, comes over here. Dad's strength gets the save. It was a total team effort. But another guy I'd really like to go back to, Garrett Hampson, after the costly error, came up big for the team. So many times you see a guy put it, a guy record an error, and then the tails between the legs. Not so much for Hampson. Hampson recorded his 13th multi hit game with the one out in the top of the eighth. He gets the single, moves the baton over to Luis Rice. We were talking about the spark. These Marlins. After getting the game suspended at 12.50 in the morning in New York, hop on a plane. They land at 4 o'clock in the morning. They go to bed after 5.30 in the morning. They're exhausted. Nothing going on for 7. I think seeing Luisa Rise, one of the leaders on this team, step up, working so hard to fight back from that twisted angle. He, he could barely walk, but got the hit in true classic Luisa Rice fashion just popping it the other way Kyle that sparked them
1: Man there was so much that happened in this ball game tonight and they they just they were incapable of getting anything going they had five singular hits they had a hit in each and every inning from the first through the fifth inning they went quietly in the 6th and the 7th before you're right they exploded there in the 8th inning and all of it came with one out You had the Hampson single, and you talked about the error he made, and he bounced back and ends up going two for four tonight. He set the table for everything in the eighth, and from the clouds, a rise comes out to the on-deck circle, and he just chips one the other way into left, and then Bell, that's the former pirate that drew the Marlins closer, and Berger and Chisholm, a four-run, five-hit top of the eighth inning for the Marlins here tonight, Kelly, and you touched on an unbelievable effort out of the bullpen Okert, Shagwa, Brazoban, Robertson, Scott, you said it. Five and a third innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. If the Brewers can hang on to beat the Cubs in Milwaukee tonight with a victory tomorrow, the Miami Marlins, for the third time in a full season in franchise history and for the fourth time in total, will be playoff-bound in 2023. Wow. Just let that sink in. Kelly, terrific job tonight, and... um this weekend's going to be very special, and hopefully it all culminates in something great here at PNC Park tomorrow night.
2: I'm looking forward to it, Kyle. All
1: right, that's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. You're listening to the Miami Marlins' 10th inning show. Let's get to all the highlights for you from this thrilling 4-3 Marlins victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates here tonight. We were scoreless through two. Edward Cabrera went opposite tonight of Osvaldo Beto in this ball game. Beetle worked the first two innings for Pittsburgh, and this was, in essence, for Derek Shelton, a bullpen game here tonight. Beetle went the first two. Edward Cabrera tossed two shutout, and we were off and running here at PNC Park this evening. The Marlins got a leadoff single in the third off of Hunter Stratton, but the Marlins would ground into a double play and then ground out, and they would go in passing in the third. So we would go to the bottom of the third inning, in a scoreless ball game here tonight, Cabrera still on the mound. He walked the catcher Rodriguez to start the third. Paguero the shortstop, then singled. So two did Connor Joe. The Pirates had the bases loaded with nobody out in the third, but Edward Cabrera punched out Brian Reynolds, looking for the first out of the third inning. And then Cabrian Hayes came to the plate. The 2-0 pitch is swung on in line, and it's picked by Berger at third. A throw to first is in time. A run's going to score on the play, but a sensational defensive stop by Jake Berger, atoning for that bad throw with Paguero at the plate moments ago. It's one nothing Pittsburgh, but a terrific defensive play by Jake Berger. You could go all the way back to the third inning in this ballgame. If Berger doesn't pick that baseball, it's into left field. It would be a two-run double and the Pirates would have had runners at second and third with two runs home and one out, and Jack Sawinski at the play, but Hayes grounds out, a run scores on the play, then Sawinski grounded out, and the threat was extinguished for Pittsburgh in the third. Marlins could pick up nothing in the way of a run in the fourth inning, even though they got a leadoff double from Jake Berger, one nothing going to the bottom of the fourth here tonight. The Pirates got a leadoff double from Triolo, the second baseman, And then, after a couple of outs recorded by Davis and Palacios, the catcher, Andy Rodriguez, came to the plate for Pittsburgh. Here's Andy Rodriguez, the catcher, from the left side line drive. It's over the head of Garrett Hampson into center field, the base hit. A two out RBI single for Andy Rodriguez, and the Pirates lead 2 0 here in the fourth. Rodriguez, an RBI single. Pagero, the shortstop, followed with a single. Connor Joe then walked, and Edward Cabrera's night came to an end with the bases loaded in two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. It was 2-0. Enter Stephen Okert. He was facing Brian Reynolds. 1-2 pitch. is a ground ball hit weekly towards shortstop. Garrett Hampson's got it. Fields and fires. High to first. He's safe at first. A bad pro by Garrett Hampson. A run scores for Pittsburgh. They have a 3-0 lead. Oh, a costly error. You know, the Pirates get two in the fourth inning on three hits. The costly error, they leave them loaded. Cabrian Hayes flew out to left field. It was three-nothing Pittsburgh after four. Kyle Nicholas, the former Miami Marlins draft pick, entered in the fifth inning. He retired the Marlins in order, and he would do the same in the sixth. Meanwhile, Stephen Okert worked an inning in a third. J. T. Shagwa worked around a leadoff single and a one out walk in the seventh, or in the sixth, I beg your pardon. Top of the 7th inning, Baraki, the lefty, came in for Pittsburgh, and he tossed a perfect 7th at the 7th inning stretch in this ballgame. It was still 3-0 Pittsburgh here tonight. Bottom 7, Waskar Brazoban entered for Miami, pitching for the first time since August 13th. He struck out a pair and a perfect 7th. So we would go to the top of the 8th inning in a 3-0 game here tonight, leading things off for Miami in the top of the 8th inning. Facing Ryan Barucki was Xavier Edwards. He was hitting in the Jesus Sanchez spot. Edwards struck out swinging, and there was one away in the eighth. The next man to bat for Miami was Garrett Hampson. He collected a single. He was at first with one out. Jacob Stallings was due up, but coming out of the Marlins' dugout was Luis Arise for the first time in six days. He grabbed a bat. He went up there fighting. In a 1-2 count, he laced a single in the left. And just like that, the Marlins would bring the tying man to the plate in the eighth inning in the form of Jorge Soler. He would draw a walk facing Ryan Barucki. Barucki stayed in. The Marlins trailing by three in the top of the eighth inning. Had the bases loaded with one out, and the batter was Josh Bell. And here's a swing and a drive. Hit deep right field. Going back, looking up, it's off the wall. One run will score. Here comes Fortez. Bell with a head first line into second base, and he's safe. A two run double for Josh Bell here in the eighth inning. It's three to two. The comeback kids are at it again. Bell with his 70th and 71st RBIs in the eighth inning. The Pirates would challenge the play at second. The call on the field, or uh, the play on the field stood. Bell was at second base after a two-run double. And Solaire was at third. The Marlins still just won out in the eighth inning. Barucki was still out there, and he was now facing Jake Berger, who had an opportunity to give the Marlins the lead with a base hit. Berger's a ground ball through the left side and the base hit. Jake Berger is tied it here in the eighth inning. Going second to third is Yuli Guriel. We're tied here in Pittsburgh. After the Bell two-run double, it was Gurriel who pinch ran for Josh Bell. So Gurriel was at third base, an RBI single by Jake Berger, tied the game at the eighth inning. The Marlins had runners on the corners with one out, and Derek Shelton would dip a bit farther into his bullpen. Carmen Maginsky, the right-hander, came in for Pittsburgh, and with runners at first and third with one out, Jazz Chisholm Jr. had an opportunity to give the Marlins the lead. The 0-1 pitch, is swung on and hit in the air, shallow center field. Sawinski's going over towards the gap. He makes the catch. Gurria will tag from third. He's going to score. The Marlins take a 4-3 lead here in the eighth. It's a four-run top of the eighth inning for the Miami Marlins, and they lead the Pirates 4-3. An incredible four-run, five-hit, top of the eighth inning for Miami after the sack fly by Jazz. The Marlins got single, a single from Brian De La Cruz, and then after a walk to John Birdie, Xavier Edwards came back to the plate with the bases loaded, and I would say he hit a ball about 370 feet on a line to the warning track in right center field. Palacios, the right fielder, ran it down, and the side was retired. The Marlins left them loaded, but not before they scored four runs on five hits in the top of the eighth inning. So it was 4-3 to Miami going to the bottom of the eighth. David Robertson took over. He allowed a leadoff single to Palacios, the right fielder, but then on a knuckle curve, he got Andy Rodriguez, the catcher, to bounce into a 6-3 double play. Nobody on two out in the bottom of the eighth. Paguero, the shortstop, struck out, and this was a 4-3 Miami lead going to the ninth. The Marlins would go quietly in the ninth inning off of the recently recalled Cody Bolton for Pittsburgh. It was Miami 4, Pittsburgh 3 going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Tanner Scott has been lights out. He was loosening last night in New York. He was ready to pitch the ninth for Miami after the Marlins got a couple of runs in the ninth inning. That game was suspended. Scott loosening here tonight, and he came on in the bottom of the ninth inning looking for his 11th save of the season. The first man that he faced was Connor Joe, and on the first pitch of that at bat, Joe wrapped in to a 5-3 to putout, hit a ground ball hard, but Jake Berg was right there to pick it up, and he threw out Connor Joe. Brian Reynolds then grounded out to the shortstop Garrett Hampson, who made a terrific off-balance throw after fielding the ball in front of the second-base bag. And now the Pirates down to their final out in the bottom of the ninth inning. Tonight, it was left up to Cabrian Hayes, the third baseman. The first pitch is swung on and grounded, left side, diving stop, Jake Berger to his feet, Throw to first in time and the ball game is over. A web gem by Jake Berger and the Marlins beat the Pirates four to three and come from behind fashion here in the Steel City tonight. A diving stop by Jake Berger. A save for Tanner Scott for the Miami Marlins. It's their 41st comeback win of the season. They're now 33-13 in one-run games, and the defense showed up when it mattered most tonight. So did the offense. What a win for Miami. An incredible performance and come-from-behind fashion by the Marlins here tonight, who have now won eight games when behind entering the ninth inning this season. That is a major league best. I'm sorry, let me take that back. They had won seven entering the ninth inning. They got their four runs in the eighth inning here tonight. I'm sorry I messed that up for you. Uh, But it's still been remarkable what the Marlins have been able to do and come from behind fashion, in particular, late in games this season. Jake Berger went two for four at the plate tonight, an RBI single in the eighth inning tied this ball game at three before Jazz's sacrifice fly, put the Marlins ahead for good. Berger was two for four. He robbed his counterpart to end this ball game. And afterwards, Stephen Strom caught up with the Miami Marlins third baseman, Jake Berger.
0: All right, Kyle, thank you here with Jake Berger. We landed five in the morning yesterday, 41st comeback. How do you guys
3: keep doing this? <laughs> you know, I, I, it doesn't even surprise me, you know, that we landed at 5 a.m. and, um, you know, we came out here and, than what we always do, you know. Um, It's just who this team is, and, um, you know, we just keep calling back. It doesn't matter the score. Jazz looked at me and uh, Josh Bell in the dugout before the four-run inning, and he's like, hey, we're coming back. You know, I'm not even worried. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, we've done it so many times. So,
0: yeah, that that was exciting. You tied this ball game up in the eighth. What changed in the eighth? What was the message? I mean, try to explain that to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously,
3: you're feeling close to the end of the game. But, um, you know, we felt like, you know, if we didn't do it in the eighth, we're going to do it in the ninth. So it's always that belief. And, um, you know, just pass the baton, next man up. Nobody's trying to do too much, you know. Um, nobody's trying to hit a, a four a grand slam or, um, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, it's just passing it to the next guy, you know. Jazz with unbelievable situational hitting there, you know. I'm not trying to do too much. and just get a ball in the outfield and get that, that fourth run in.
0: Louie Arise is battling back. He hasn't played in six days. He comes on. How much energy do you think he gave the dugout after he gets that hit? Yeah, he, he just stared
3: into the dugout the entire way uh, to first base after he after he uh, did that. You know, it's like riding a bike for him. You know, he's going to he's gonna get the bat on the ball and, uh, you know, collect his knocks. So uh, that, that was awesome to see him back. Last one for you, Jake. Two games left, possibly four outs. What would
0: the playoffs mean to you?
3: Yeah, um, you know, it, Obviously uh, I'll give you that answer uh you know when we get there. So all right, thank you Jake. Appreciate the time Yes, thank you. All right, Kyle, back to you. All
1: right, Stephen, thank you very much. Uh they don't want to talk about it. They can feel it. They know it and they know it's to come, but they're just not ready to talk about it quite yet. The Marlins beat the Pirates 4 to 3 here in Pittsburgh tonight. Let's take a look at the totals for you. For Miami, four runs, 10 hits and error, seven men left on base. And for Pittsburgh, three runs, nine hits, one error, nine men left on base. Wascar Brazoban is the winning pitcher. He's 5-2, and two, and he pitched for the first time tonight, for the first time since August the 13th. Colin Selby, the loser, 2-2. Two and two. Tanner Scott, has 11th save of the season, his first since becoming a daddy. Total time of game, three hours on the dot here at PNC Park tonight. 16,387 in attendance. Start of this ballgame, 70 degrees, sunny. Here at PNC Park, but uh, as we wrap things up here tonight, about 59, 60 degrees and a little breezy, a little playoff chill in the air in the Steel City here tonight. Miami beats Pittsburgh 4-3. to They got five and a third shutout innings from their bullpen. And the Marlins also punched out eight in this ballgame here tonight. That means that $200 will be donated to Auto Nations Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative.
0: Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the 4-3 victory over the Pirates. <laughs>
4: okay after everything this team dealt with in the last 24 hours including getting here at four o'clock in the morning a lot of guys going to bed at 6 a.m how would you describe just how proud you are of the way that they battle and found another way to win a big game i
5: been proud of them all year i mean they've done this all year long um yeah we were we were lethargic tired um you know, I try to not say that earlier, but you could tell mm-hmm. I was tired. I don't do anything. I do a couple signs. Um, so I, I know that they felt it. And um, for them to come back again, um, bullpen was excellent, um, you know, providing so many good innings um, down, and just keeping us in the game like they've always have had uh, the, the beginning of the year. And then now towards the end, um, it's uh, I don't know what to even say. You just like. those games happen like it feels like every other game um and it's just it's fun to watch
4: knowing that you noticed fatigue early on when could you feel that maybe start to lift when could you feel things start to shift was it specifically that eighth inning or maybe a little bit earlier
5: uh I felt like we took some good at bats um we had guys on base uh earlier and just couldn't get that two out hit or runners in scoring position we just couldn't break through and I I felt like it was a matter of time and um you know i they have some good arms back there, um, and they've got a lot of guys that we haven't seen before, so that's always challenging. We've never seen a guy, and they're all throwing 98 miles an hour with good secondary. Um, so it's, it takes a little bit of time to get going and, and uh, figure out if you know your timing and uh, certain guys and feeling tired and all that stuff. I don't want to use that as an excuse, though. I really don't. Uh, we just, we've chased a little bit too much earlier on. Um, but as the game kept going, uh, they felt good, you know, better. You could feel the energy a little bit more. And I think when Arias came up and got the hit, it's just like, all right, well, here we go again. Um, and he got the hit, and you know, here we are.
2: Yeah, with Arise, just to be able to finally get him back in the lineup after a week, obviously one, one that but obviously a critical, one like you, meant, like you mentioned. Yeah,
5: he told me he was, you know, available to pinch hit. Um, honestly, the Hampson getting a hit was huge right there. Um, I was trying to get somebody up for the top of the order to maybe get it within one run in the ninth. That was really the goal. I figured Arise was going to get on somehow, Um, of course he gets a hit, hasn't seen a pitch in a week, Um, and uh, so that was really the goal of like maybe a bloop and a blast, get it to within one. Um, But then Hampson got on, you knew Arise was going to get on, Sully took a great at bat. Um, It's easy to go outside the zone and try to be the hero, he didn't, he stayed inside the zone huge walk right there past the baton like we've been talking about all all year and then jb bell i should say bell there's a lot of jb's with a huge hit um burger with another big hit i mean it just uh, then it started catching it being contagious and uh but the bell at bat was um you know he took he didn't take the greatest at bats the first couple and then um that's why he's a really good big leader because he, he learns from every single at-bat um, and he adjusts and he made a big adjustment and um, a huge double.
6: With the Arias at-bat, obviously it ends in a single well, what does that do for the team? Just, you know, the intangible part, just like this is a dude that's been trying to work back for the last week, he's probably one of the leaders of the club for him to be able to you know.
5: Well, that's, that's honestly the whole team. Uh, Solera hasn't felt 100%. Berger hasn't felt 100%. Sandy goes down and tries to fight his way back with, you know, his, his arm the way it is. I mean, you could go up and down the roster of not, guys not feeling great and they're doing everything they can for their teammate next to him. And, I, you know, we talked in spring training, you know, if you look to the right and you look to the left, can you trust them and can they trust you? And I think they're looking to the right and the left right now, and they're trusting each other. Jazz, tough at bat right there, playing the game today, getting him over, getting him in. That's how you win Major League Baseball games. It's not just pull side home runs. They played the game the right way, and we ended up winning the game. And the
2: same goes for the bullpen. Cabrera only going three and two-thirds to test a thousand, a couple base slow situations, and then
5: five and a third shutout from them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, Kebby didn't have his stuff tonight. Um, changeup wasn't where it was uh, the first the last couple starts. Um Oki had really a, a, a big out you know you know hamp's you know you're gonna make errors every now and then that's okay but he got the next guy which was huge i think it was hayes um which is huge to get out of the inning with just one run got out of another uh cabbie got out of another jam with just one run um those were big it didn't they didn't get huge crooked number of innings to keep us in the game but yeah i mean you know jt Oki, bras i mean they robertson big big inning um and then obviously um Scott, you know, it's nice to see him back. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned Robertson. What was he upset about with the umpire in that bottom of the eighth inning? Uh, just the balls. He was just talking about the balls. Didn't want one thrown out, and he'd, he'd like to have that other ball, but he's, he's all right.
6: Oh, I was going like, to some of those bullpen names, you know, especially with Rosemann back. Okrae oh, looks like he's riding the ship. But just how getting that length back that we saw – now that it has gone away, but, like, that the bullpen where every guy can pitch in, like, high-leverage situations.
5: I, I mean, I – they have been in so many different situations this year, and they're about to be in more the next two days. Um, I still don't know where I'm going yet. I haven't made a decision tomorrow. That's where it's at, honestly, um, trying to win today and then figuring out tomorrow and, like said, 10 minutes before. It's literally 10 minutes. You have a plan, and, um, and then you figure it out because it's, it's never scripted. That definitely was not scripted. Um, so I, I think the, um, the bullpen is uh, every guy down there you just feel good about because they have stuff. Um, to get guys out, and when you have stuff, um, you have ability to strike guys out in big spots or weak ground ball contact, um, and and up and down the in that bullpen we have that.
4: With Arise, how encouraging it was that he felt better, that he was able to pinch hit. Could we potentially see him back in the lineup just in a designated hitter capacity? Yeah, hit pass I don't, there? I don't.
5: It's tough because Soli solely needs to DH, yeah. you know. So if uh, if solely was a hundred percent, I'd say yeah, possibly he could he could. Uh, Louis could dh but um you know him taking ground balls yesterday or today was a, was a big step for him i'm not sure he's ready yet uh, to, to be out there um because we need him hopefully in the next couple of days as well um but you know i'm not i'm not counting on you know that next step yet so we got to win tomorrow um if he can go tomorrow then uh, you know obviously then you know it, we'll talk about it but Watching him today, he's closer. I just don't know if he's ready yet.
6: Will you scoreboard watch tonight, or do you guys kind of control your destiny? You would rather just focus on
5: winning. Yeah, I'll scoreboard. Yeah, I'll get in there. I, I don't know what's going on right now. Um, that was an intense game, and uh, especially eighth and ninth inning. So I have no idea what's going on. Um, I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to start tomorrow first, <laughs> and then I'll then I'll do that. Yeah. Skip considering how munched up this race has been for so long what's it mean to know you hold your own destiny here on the final weekend of the season yeah i've said it before meaningful games right now is is important for that clubhouse and for this organization um we talked about it in spring training if you know uh we weren't going after a winning record we were going after like get in the playoffs and see what happens um we're getting closer uh but we, we we're not there yet so no one's popping anything in there yet um you know this this Game is wild, the season's crazy, nothing about it makes sense really. Um, and uh, again, you know, I've I've been on teams where we won the last game of the season to get in. So that's why I'm just like day to day and hope to win tomorrow. Tanner
0: Scott collected his first save as a father. Let's hear what Tanner had to say, get his reaction, uh, getting back into the swing of things and collecting another save.
4: Tanner, I know obviously you warmed up last night, but to actually come in, be able to throw pitches, close out that ninth inning, how much were you feel like you were able to pick up right where you left off?
7: Oh, actually, that that bullpen before the rain to, like, kind of helped me get back into the groove. And, I mean, today uh, when I got warm, it it didn't feel as uh, not foreign, I guess. But, so, I mean, we got postponed yesterday, so... I kind of looked at it as a positive.
4: What have the last 48 hours been like in the sense of trying to meet the team in New York, then what happens last night, then getting in late, then actually trying to get back to a routine today? How can you describe the last 48 hours?
7: It's baseball. Yeah. I mean, you wake up, you, you're you ready to go. I mean, especially in this uh, this last little stretch. I mean, we got to make a push, so uh, each win's huge.
6: Did it feel any different as a dad?
7: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I Felt the same, I mean, my wife text me after the game, so it was kind of cool.
2: You know, just seeing the offense rally in the eighth and knowing that at that point you're more kind of likely to get in there, just seeing them do what they did again to I mean, uh, set you guys up for Earth the back end. Uh,
7: yeah, we got a we got a great, great offense, and I mean, we came alive at the end and just exactly what we needed.
0: Luisa Rise hit for the first time in six days. He came off the bench and delivered. Uh, typical Luisa Rise punching a single. He electrified the bench and really got this thing going for Miami. He did his post-game interview with Jazz Chisholm, who may not show up a ton in the stat sheet, but a ton of great situational hitting for Jazz. The sack fly actually gave the Marlins a lead. Let's hear Luis arise in Jazz Chisholm post-game.
4: First off, Luis, uh, I know you've been working hard to get back. You just How did you feel in that at-bat, and especially to be able to come through with the hit? feel
8: amazing. When I, when I see the hole in the shortstop, I say, I got to hit about there. And then I did it. I did it. And then the boys home through and then we score a lot of room, that's why we win.
4: Jazz, what kind of boost did it give you guys to see Luis back in there?
7: I mean
8: when I saw him getting ready
7: I was getting hyped up already and I was already like hitting him on the chest (laughs) slapping him on the back like let's go let's go like you the freaking goat and all that stuff and then he got the hit and then he stared into the dugout and I was just like "Mm." It's just like that,
8: huh?
6: It's just easy. <laughs> I was to <laughs> say, that staring to the dugout, what were you trying to let them know? What were you trying to tell them with that? I guess
8: uh, everybody knows I compete every day. I miss play with my teammates. I'm uh, out for five days, something like that. And then I hate watch the game. I hate that. But um, this has happened. Uh, my ankle is not a good right now. But uh, I can do something good there, and then I hit the ball to the left field. And then I showed to my brothers there, and then we scored runs. Yeah, I
2: want to say just how tough has the past week been, especially considering the playoff push and how close you guys are, knowing how much you want to be able to do what you can. To
8: hey, we, help settle we just need to keep continue to play hard. We got a great team. We just need to keep continue to play hard and enjoy this game. And then especially me, I just need to stay healthy. Feel good, and then come back tomorrow and play the game. Jazz, you called the rally again?
7: (laughs) (laughs) No, I just was uh, right before the inning. I was just telling him that three ain't nothing to us, man. We've been doing this all year. It just starts off with one guy getting on, and we, we just come back as a team. This is the most contagious team in the league, I feel like. If one guy gets on, we got something going, and we could do it all day. So I feel like if we start doing that early in the game, no team has a chance. Luis,
4: how do you physically feel, and do you feel like you're at the point where maybe you could possibly be back in the lineup
8: tomorrow? Yeah, 100%. I feel way better today, and that's why I uh, pinch hit tonight. And then uh, I hope I feel better tomorrow, and I'm going to play second base tomorrow.
6: Jazz, just, just your at-bats, obviously the sack fly early in the game too, advancing the runner with the grounder. To the se- you know right field, to the right side of the infield. Just your approach today, and well, I
7: mean, <clears throat> it's that playoff push. You know, just unselfish baseball. You're just trying to do anything that you can do to win, and that's what I'm out here to do. I'm and the season's about to be, like it's very close right now. The race is super close, and I don't want the way, the race to even be uh, a flip up. You know what I mean? So, just trying to play to help my team win. If
0: the Cubs came back to beat the Brewers, all of a sudden, Miami's magic number is two. And if the Cubs lose to the Brewers on that Friday night, the magic number is one, and the Marlins have an opportunity to clinch. I've got Marlins on deck at 6 o'clock. It's going to be a 6.35 first pitch. We hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.